Hello, and welcome to the Sporting Chance Podcast. I'm Matt Maratea. I'm going to be your host. This is a podcast that's all about talking sports and having a beer or maybe two. So, thank you for stopping by, and without further ado, let's get to it. And welcome, welcome to the Sporting Chance uh, podcast, uh, the podcast where I talk about some type of Philly sports, life in general, whatever comes to mind, and I have a beer while I'm doing it. But first off, in addition to our friends over at Lanafee, as always, we want to remind you, use my code, Maratea, M-A-R-A-T-E-A to get some of the best apparel and functional fitness gear in terms of actual weight belts, notebooks, shakers that you can. But we have a brand new friend of the show that is right. I'm talking about FNX Fit, okay? And FNX Fit is a company that makes fantastic supplements from protein powders to pre-workouts, recovery products, uh, different sorts of nutrition supplements um, from branch chain amino acids, uh, whey proteins, uh, testosterone booster, krill oils, sleep aids, cricket proteins, collagen proteins, uh, vegan proteins. You can replenish your carbs. I just got the Retire PM blend to help me sort of wind down at night, but give me that little extra bump of protein when I need it. They have super greens uh, and they have their very own CBD brand as well. And for every dollar you spend, they will donate a gallon of water to a very, very worthy cause uh, every day. They go through I live and a hashtag rise together a gallon of clean water to their partners, um, hundreds of thousands of gallons donated already, uh, really helps. And if you use my code, which is, oh crap, what's my code again? <laughs> yeah, I'm new at this, okay? I'm not good at being an influencer. Sport chance, right? That is, uh, sorry. Sport Chance, right? That is S-P-O-R-T-C-H-A-N-C-E. Only capital S. You get fifth. Uh, sorry. Uh, you get 15% off of uh, everything uh, that you uh, seem to order. And after this terrible, terrible ad read, I'm just going to, uh, you know, go go through that. Um, So, yeah, FNX Fit, definitely head there, check out um, everything, right? Um, So, 
moving on, I'm in a super weird place uh, with this uh, sort of sports world and with this podcast episode, I guess, 28 so far. Um, Really, uh, the main issue for me right now is that, uh, well, sports are, are gone. So after this whole, um, how you say, COVID, um, you know, 19 thing that's happening, I really just have uh, no idea, uh, I mean, how we're supposed to handle everything. Um, So... I mean, I really miss sports. I miss the Flyers and Sixers. Phillies may not be coming up until June. But, okay, so we have some Eagles news, uh, and then that's it. And then I have a little Flyers-Sixers stuff, and then I have what I think is going to be my solution into uh, finding a way through all of this pain. (laughs) Uh, And by pain, I mean specifically the lack of sports. But... I know something that always will soften the blow, and that is uh, going to be beer. So for today's drink, in my little uh, specific Irish glass from Zed's Beer, which has affected me in the craft beer industry in my own way, so I'll, I'll get to that. A little bit later, but it is an ashy slashy, a smoked beer de gar, uh, 5.1% from the Conshohocken Brewing Company, which I got to go to um, recently. It says, go where the path takes you. Uh, on it, they have a chainsaw. It looks super slashery, uh, sort of also that sort of Cody Ashy reference to which is a fun little tidbit, but this 5.1% uh, beer promises to be smoked, uh, promises to be Belgian, and I'm really excited. I've never had, a, I guess, something that's smoked that's not exactly, you know, like one of those dark ales or, you know, something like that, uh, like a smoked stout, smoked porter. I've had those. This is something totally different. So, uh, for you can crackers out there, Go ahead and start that countdown, cause we're we're going on three, as always. So one, two, and three. Yay! You know it's a decent crack when you actually get some beer sort of on your forearm. I think that means like okay, it's ready to get out. It's probably got some good carbonation on it, and. I mean, I don't really know what to expect. I'm pouring this one out. This looks probably lighter than I expected. Not quite that ambery. Oh man, no, yeah, that's that's definitely an amber color. Uh, But you know, I'm very happy. Uh, It's a nice looking pour. Nice looking can. 
This should be a, a, probably one of the more interesting beers that I've tried to review and drink on the podcast. And also, simultaneously, I'm kind of doing this experiment uh, with the Squawker app. So if you head on over there and you search my name, Matthew Maritea, hopefully you'll at least find this recording and be able to listen to it. Um, you should be able to find my page there. You can always drop a comment, drop a line there. But anyway, I'm just going to sort of get into this now. So what we've got going on here is COVID-19. And that's sort of made everything stop right now except for the NFL league seasons. Because so, you know, you can sign a contract from anywhere. And that's what the Eagles have done today with Javon Hargrave. Nose tackle, defensive tackle. They've given him a three-year deal, $39 million, 26 of it is going to be guaranteed. Now, everyone has talked about bringing in a cornerback, bringing in wide receivers. All they've talked about is, do we want Amari Cooper or Byron Jones? Do we want Amari Cooper or do we want Byron Jones? We got neither, and we're not going to get either. Both of them are already off the market. What has happened is that Howie and the Eagles sort of have doubled down on that defensive line, which is sort of the key to unlocking better coverage in the passing game, I believe, in the secondary, essentially. And I got to take a sip of this beer before I lose the head completely. Huh. That is... I like smoke. That is an interesting sort of smokiness. That gives me a whole different little scenario uh, going on. Um, I really, huh, that is going to take, like to, to shout out uh, another people, they're doing this YouTube thing that I've seen. And it's actually pretty fun to watch and listen to. Uh, three sips of, right? So they take three sips, sort of that's their concept. I need way more than that. I need, I, I might not be able to give you a full description until I get into like the second can, which I'll do on Medium if you guys haven't seen those, by the way. But, so Javon Hargrave, the Eagles, so I'm getting back into it. Veer back. Let's hold it all together, Matt, and let's get this podcast back on the rails. So, also officially, happy St. Patrick's Day. They needed defensive tackle up. So after Malik Jackson went down last year, it was just Fletcher Cox. And yeah, Timmy Jordan was good, but he's not an every-down defensive tackle. He's not a guy that can bring what you need in, say, the pass rush and the run-stopping game. And they just needed an extra body without, you know, like Hassan Ridgeway sort of had himself a, a little bit of a season. He looks like he can play. He can be sort of a fourth or third guy in a rotation. And now they have someone like Hargraves who's been very good the last couple of years. He's gotten a surprising amount of stacks. He's a terror in the run game. And yes, he's classified as a nose tackle, but I mean, he's going to be playing a step outside of where he was next to Fletcher Cox. He's ranked basically eighth overall by pro football focus. He's ranked just behind Fletcher over the last season. 
what he gives them is that Malik Jackson is a guy who is athletic enough. Now, he's coming back from injury, so this isn't a given. But traditionally, he's been a guy in his past who has been athletic enough that he can bounce out and he can play the end. So, you can have, in theory, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, and Malik Jackson all in the field at the same time. And then you just have that one extra guy. Is it going to be Brandon Graham? Is it going to be Derek Barnett? You've only got sort of that one question mark as to who's coming off of that one edge. And that is actually a pretty shrewd signing. I really like this one from Howie. You know, all things considered, it's April. We don't know, not April, it's March. We don't know when anybody's going to get on the field. We don't even know if the draft's going to happen. But I digress. What we do know is that they need wide receivers and they need linebackers desperately. Uh, look, I mean, they've got... <laughs> Uh, they appear to have let Kame Grugier Hill go. So, I mean, they're down to Nate Gary <laughs> and TJ Edwards. I mean, is that, that that can't be your starting two going into the season. We need some more bodies, uh, frankly. And obviously wide receivers, you know, right now, Nelson's not coming back. Alshon, with the CBA the way it is, looks like he may be even easier to cut. So that leaves us with DJX, Greg Ward, and JJ Ortega Whiteside. Um, yeah, not a very deep receiving core, so they need to make some moves there. In the draft, in free agency, they've got to take care of some of these things, and it has to start happening soon. A lot of people seem to be predicting a Howie shakeup um, of the team, of how things go. I'm going to be interested to see how that happens. But uh, it definitely should be a heck of an offseason to watch. And frankly, it's going to be the only thing to watch unless you're into the UFC or you're into wrestling or you have an amazing sports package that gets you British sports or, you know, weird soccer and Russian hockey. I mean, if you watch the KHL, I mean, all more power too. I want to. Hmm. I'm sorry. I just took another drink, and I'm trying to think of it as smoked toffee. Maybe is that sort of uh, the the vibe or uh, that I'm picking up from this? So, uh, really, it's, uh, I, hmm, I mean, it's two sips, so, uh, I'll definitely have to take <laughs> a few more. Now, getting back into this, right? So, COVID-19 has caused us to have no sports. Uh, we got no sports, we got nothing, um, right now. Uh, in terms of the majors, no NHL, no NBA, MLB's not going to be able to start on time, no March Madness. Now, in terms of the Philadelphia teams, right? So I'm trying to spin this into any positive light that I can. You know, uh, the Flyers and the Sixers, they both had injuries to deal with, right? The Flyers lost JVR, they lost Nate Thompson, they lost Phil Myers, all three. Three of those guys got injured within the last two, three games. They're going to have a chance to recover. They're going to be back 
So they'll have that full roster. Now, even sort of on a different setting, Nolan Patrick now has this extra time to recover uh, before, in theory, a season restart or a jump to the playoffs from there. It's going to be an interesting scenario to see exactly how they come out. Now, they were sort of hot. They were 9-1, and one, right, before the official uh, shutdown. So, I mean, you can't think that their hot streak is just going to jump in right off the bat, especially if they start going months without practices. And the NHL has said it's going to be at least another 45 days until they can even have small uh, practices, right, or optional skates. So that's going to be an issue. For the Sixers... I think this time we'll give them, you know, Ben. We'll get Ben Simmons. We'll get healthy from his back injury. Whatever has been going on with Al Horford, and so I think he's got to be playing injured. There's got to be something that's up with him. He, you don't just look a thousand like the way he he's been playing. I think maybe it'll give him some injury time to get things cleared up. Uh, I think Brett Brown will be able to take a chance to relook at his rotation and who should be playing and who shouldn't be playing. Uh, it'll give Matisse Thibel some time to get better at TikTok. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think it may help the Sixers. I think it'll help the Sixers more than it would help the Flyers. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when they could possibly come back because the, I mean, they've probably got to jump right to the playoffs too and then just sort of skip the rest of the regular season. The Phillies themselves... I don't know, I think it seemed like spring training started really early this year. It may be overblown the importance of the actual act of spring training. Uh, but opening day right now for the MLB isn't projected to be until June. It's just going to be weird because they're going to have to shorten the season. And it's, you know, do you go 140 games? Do you go 120? When's the all-star break going to be? Are you going to be done before Thanksgiving? Ah, NFL weekends are now going to be weird. Baseball has a huge mess, and I think this may irreparably change the face of the sport, right? Because are people going to be able to readjust to the original time frame? Are they going to want to adjust to the original time frame with the same amount of games? Really, I think is the question. Like, are people going to want to go to like 140 and then go back to starting in April, right? Or will they be fine just... 162, yay! No, I, I don't think it's going to quite, quite work out like that. Um, yeah. In combat sport news, no boxing right now. Everything is delayed. Uh, a couple of UFCs have been thrown off. Uh, Canelo looks like his fight with Billy Joe Saunders is going to get pushed back until June, which means he's not going to be fighting on Cinco de Mayo weekend, which for all my Mexican people out there uh, and everyone in California, and I mean, really any Canelo fan, uh, I am so sorry. We'll, we'll find a way to get through this together. Right? I know it's not going to be the same for me uh, if Canelo uh, isn't throwing down when I'm throwing down uh, a cheap margarita or... You know, a Dos Equis or a Pacifico or a Victoria. Um, 
it's kind of interesting sometimes how sports get ingrained in your lifestyle and especially when you get to certain holidays uh like the nba on christmas or for like yeah yeah like canelo on mexican uh holidays like uh, independence day for them in september or cinco de mayo more for the americans but yeah so that's uh uh, just another thing that we have to live with now in this uh, post-COVID-19 world. Um, now, Khabib and Tony for UFC, right? Khabib and are going to met off Tony Ferguson. The battle of these two mythic figures in the lightweight division, which has been already called off and rescheduled on three different occasions, now really seems like it may be destined not to happen. Now, Dana White has been doing his best. He just hosted a, an event in UFC Brasilia without fans. Um, he wants this to happen. He's going to do whatever he can to make this happen. If, you know, it's allowed by the government and everything like that. He's canceling his smaller events. He's putting all, I think, their resources into making sure they can get this one show off. They can get Khabib Tony done once and for all, at least in some capacity. Which I almost kind of agree with uh, in terms of him doing that. I'd re really love to see that fight. I think it has to happen now more than ever. And Dana sees this as his big opportunity. He could be the big dog on ESPN for the time being because they're just showing NFL Live and SportsCenter all day. And it's like the NBA the jump. And yeah, I mean, what else are they going to do, right? ESPN is, is floundering right now, which is why for me... And I think I'll do documentaries next week once I look up a couple more and maybe get a chance to watch a few. But uno momento. You know, it, it, so as I'm having this, the smoke flavor is reminiscent of uh, it's not a charcoal smoke. It's not like a, a, a cedar smoke. Maybe, maybe a little bit. It's it's nice. It's pleasant. And I think it, it sort of measures out with the toffiness that's in this beer. Um, in a weird way, it's like... Have you ever had Havarti cheese? I don't know why I asked that question like you're sitting here or why I'm saying you like you are a singular person and not my podcast listeners. So in theory, you could actually be nobody, but <laughs> it could just be me again. Uh, it's very much got that sort of, that is a smoky flavor, right? And, you know, at 5.1% with this... It has sweet bread malts, toffee, and a creamy mouthfeel, right? That's It's smoky, yeasty, maybe more so in the first version, which came out in 2018. It was 9%. So this is more toned down at 5.1. And the smoke is there, and it's a little overwhelming, right? But you have the notes, so maybe I'm sort of being... Uh, maybe I'm able to delve a little bit deeper, but this has 
yeah. Because it's not exactly a campfire, you know? People say smoke and you sort of expect that, but no, it's more like that smoked... It's like a smoked something. Maybe it is more like that smoked cedar plank, right? But it smells like it should be coming off of a table and like there should be food around. But anyway, I have so much more time to think about this and sort of work on, you know, my tasting ability and, you know, what I can do and figure out with beers. Uh, really, thanks to COVID-19 and, and, again, what it's done. Uh, but also, I have a chance to revisit some of my great sports movie loves to try to uh, fill that gap, right? So... I made a whole list of sports movies that I love and, you know, maybe ones to watch, ones I want to check out. And I've realized that the unequivocal king of the sports movie is Kevin Costner, right? So here, if I were to issue a challenge or if I was an influencer, this is what I would say. Right, do the Costner marathon. Right, watch all of his sports movies in succession. Now, some of these are sort of tangential associations. Well, the last one, but I'll get there. Right. So, first one, American Flyers. He's training for a bike race, cycling race, brain aneurysm, side story. You know, right. I'm not going to give away the whole movie. Haven't seen that one. Want to? Bull Durham. Probably one of the best looks at minor league baseball and sort of the ethos of baseball from a playing standpoint that there's ever been. And uh, this is a run and a half, by the way, right? So he does Bull Durham and then immediately rebounds into Field of Dreams. Okay. And uh, I mean, how can you not get romantic about baseball when you watch Field of Dreams? I mean, it's a guy at the end of the day, really just wants to have a catch with his dad. There's James Earl Jones. Uh, there's the story of Moonlight Graham. If you build it, Ray, they will come. And it's Darth Vader saying that to you, and you're just like, yes, I want to I go to Iowa and take a look around and, and see a baseball game at a cornfield and shoeless Joe Jackson. Um, okay, so Bull Durham. Field of Dreams, and then Tin Cup. I mean, that's a triple header there for, and he had like two of his big. He had field. He had Dances with Wolves mixed in between there too. But Tin Cup is fantastic. I mean, Rene Russo is really good in it too. You got Cheech. Uh, you got just Costner being like the equivalent of uh, driving range, uh, a bad course beach bum. Uh, for the Love of the Game, which is very interesting. Another baseball movie from Costner. Draft Day, uh, where he plays the GM of the Cleveland Browns and makes better moves than they have in their entire uh, you know, existence as a franchise. Uh, McFarlane, USA, where he goes from you know disgraced high school football coach to uh, astounding cross-country coach. Molly's Game. Which is, I guess, uh, he's the father of a champion skier uh, who is also hosting very illegal high-stakes poker games. Which, 
I will qualify as sports. And then we've got the art of racing in the rain, which is about Milo Ventilamiga trying to become a like Formula One race car driver. And he's teaching the lessons and like going through life with his dog whose thoughts we're hearing. And that dog is Kevin Costner. So again, racing, a sport. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's nine sports-related movies from Costner. Um, oof, that's a long day. That is something you can really sort of settle into. Um, go pick up some takeout from a, a local vendor uh, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And, and just settle in. Get the popcorn ready. Uh, get your beers in order, right? And obviously, if we're talking baseball movies, yeah, Major League, yeah, 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 Angels in the Outfield, whatever. You can put anyone you want on, okay? It, baseball's all up to you. Uh, I even love that one uh, that I'm blanking on the name of that I'm super quick Googling while I'm uh, uh, trying to distract you with my voice and something like that. Mr. Baseball, right? With Tom Selleck. I loved that movie. Uh, whenever I see it on like MLB.com, right? Once a great baseball player, he has to go into uh, to Japan to try to resurrect his career. Um, it has a 13% on Rotten Tomatoes. Don't go by that. Just sort of follow your heart. <laughs> um, uh, he, he's supposed to be like a heavy hitting first baseman and he's chasing these records and he gives it all up and learns how to play the game in a different way. But for me, pound for pound, when it comes to it, it's a book as well as, uh, you know, a movie, but the natural, it just, it strikes all the right notes. Also Susan Sarandon again in a baseball movie. Uh, is it her? No, it may not be her. No, it's not. It's not. Anyway. Uh, the thing about The Natural is it's so hokey and magical, and it sort of leans on that this is the magic of baseball. Right? And it means something to Roy Hobbs, who's played by Robert Redford. And watching this story means something to Hobbs and to Robert Duvall, who's working as the writer, and to the team. I mean, to the Bat Boy, even, who's watching them, the manager, uh, who was so fed up and at the end of his rope uh, with the team. And you feel when the ball hits that, the ball cracks the bat. You feel for Hobbs, this brilliant talent who had to spend most of his career toiling away because of one mistake, you know, one lapse in judgment. Uh, it just, it, it sort of gets that old nostalgic feeling, right? It, it, it's like a story you would have heard from your grandfather about baseball in like the 1920s or 30s. Maybe even your great grandfather. It depends on you know how old your family is, right? Or the people in it are. And that's why I love the natural. 
well, one of the many reasons, but that's sort of why that sort of sticks to me. It, it seems like a story that I would have heard from somebody. Um, it's amazing. The Costner list took up more lines than any of my other notes uh, so far. Now, if you're in a different mood, there's a plethora of boxing movies, right? You could go for the ridiculous, like the Rockies, and into the Creeds. I mean, that's a great choice. Uh, you could go Ali, right? If you want to go sort of documentary-ish, right? Will Smith does a really, really good job. Or you could go When We Were Kings, right? Which is actually Ali, Foreman, Rumble in the Jungle, right? It's just an incredible, incredible documentary. Um, Raging Bull. I mean, it's Scorsese's epic, essentially. Um, you know, probably De Niro's best performance ever. You have The Boxer, which is sort of an aside about boxing and about life. But it's Daniel Day-Lewis. I mean, it, it, Daniel Day-Lewis is one of the greatest actors ever, probably. And if you listen to certain people right in the boxing game, and they've talked about this in movies and podcasts and, and other sides, I know especially Joe Rogan has said it, I heard him say it, uh, I think Teddy Atlas as well, that in The Boxer, like for that era and that time period, Daniel Day-Lewis does the best job of portraying accurately how a punch would have been thrown and how things would have worked uh, in that era. I mean, uh, if you want something a little more wishy-washy, Cinderella Man is always great. Uh, James J. Braddock. Uh, I mean, how can you not root for Russell Crowe? I mean, all the time. I mean, uh, you know, you got The Fighter. You got Mark Warburg playing Mickey Ward. Um, I mean, they're pretty much the exact same size. <laughs> uh, you got, it might be Christian Bale's best performance as Dickie Eklund. Uh, Melissa Leo, she won an Oscar because she played that mom to a T. Um, Southpaw, if you just want Jake Gyllenhaal and just want to look at somebody pretty, try to beat someone up. And, and there's always others, right? If you just want to see some fighting, warrior, brother versus brother. Uh, it's got Philadelphia tie-ins too. Nick Nolte, I mean, yeah, Nolte. He gets down in the nitty-gritty. Uh, if you're nuts and want to laugh uh, and you were into wrestling, I mean, you got Vision Quest. <laughs> That's always interesting. Um, and, you know, getting back to baseball again, because it's so easy to make movies about baseball. Eight Men Out It would be a really interesting perspective considering what they did um, back in the day, back back in the Black Sox era. Comparing that now, sort of taking another, even if though it's a cinematic and theatrical look at how that compares to the Astros of today. Um, and I gotta say, this that's growing on me. Growing on me a little bit, not too much. Uh, yeah. I'll finish up with the with the movies, okay? And hockey movies, uh, you know, you got your Mighty Ducks, which is going to be coming back, so that's going to be awesome. You got Slapshot, it's the classic among classics. Uh, Goon, Miracle, Mystery Alaska, uh, again another Russell Crowe sports flick. Okay, he does very well with those. Um, even more 
out there, if you wanted to go future of boxing, you could go real steel. Um, uh, you know, Hugh Jackman, he, he can shadow box a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, classics like A League of Their Own. Uh, you really can't go wrong with that. I mean, it's A League of Their Own. You go basketball, like you hope dreams, white men can't jump, anything like that. Uh, There's any number of movies out there to see. Um, I mean, hell, you could go back and watch Murderball or, I mean, He Got Game, right? Ray Allen as Jesus Shuttleworth, Denzel as the dad who's just gotten out of jail. I mean, you got chariots of fire. Who hasn't? I mean, everyone remembers that theme. Moneyball. Eh, it's still fun, even even now. Hoosiers, Caddyshack. These are all sports movies. There's enough, right? There's enough to sort of fill that void. And if you space that out, you could be happy for uh, for a long time. Um. Yeah, you, know, hey, you you even have a, a more Scorsese, right? You could have uh, the Hustler, or going into the uh, the Color of Money. Uh, yeah, if you wanted to do uh, sort of that, you know, Jackie Gleason is the uh, Professor Hustling, high stakes wagering, high rollers. You know, Minnesota Fats. You got the Hustler. That goes into the color of money. It's pretty... It's interesting. And I mean, and I love pool. So... And I mean, Paul Newman, right? It's Paul Newman. Yeah, exactly. You can't really turn it down there. Um, but yeah. So, moving on to this... This, this final sort of uh, evaluation of this beer. I think maybe I just droned on a little bit to try to put that off. Um, because I, I guess I wish I would have had this before I had ever, um, before I reviewed it. Because it's not that I dislike it. Again, it's not that I don't like it. It is that I think maybe this just one. Maybe it isn't for me. Maybe I need to have one or two to sort of adjust my palate to this sort of taste. Um, I get a little bit of sweetness, like a little toffiness. I'm not so much getting a ton of bread. Um, you know, at 5-1, uh, it's not going to knock me down or anything, which is nice. Um, mouth feels good. Uh, you know, the smoke is just sort of, I mean, it's the most prevalent thing. Uh, it borders on overwhelming. And if you like smoke, that w- wouldn't be a bad thing, necessarily. I do like smoke. I enjoy smoked, but it just... I'm waiting for something else to come in, right? I'm waiting for another flavor, another aspect of the beer to 
to be revealed to me. And while I do that, after I take another sip, out of my brilliant 26 plus 6 equals 1 United Ireland glass here on St. Patrick's Day, thank you, says Beer, uh, well, Jeff, for continuing to make awesome glasses. And this one has the special etching in the bottom. The carbonation has been making a Z-ish shape in the top head of the beer. Um, and I think that's just sort of an awesome thing. And the, you can see the carbonation coming. It's really one of the best glasses you can drink beer out of. Uh, I am going to have to tell Jeff that because uh, he'll be happy to know that. Now, um, this is sort of my aside. Uh, so breweries and local restaurants, all of these things are being affected by coronavirus, by COVID-19. Because everybody is sort of in quarantine and anything non-essential or that isn't serving takeout uh, or that would create a gathering is pretty much uh, the sworn enemy right now of trying to keep people healthy. So it affects a lot of people. So just when you can, uh, take a moment out of your day, you know, maybe call, uh, see if you can order a gift card, go in or order some takeout. Uh, just see who's offering what. Uh, I know I'm going to be canning some beer so we can do takeouts. We're going to be open at Zed's. Um, and, yeah, this is also sort of why I, I, I could have gone with, like, an Irish beer today or something like that. And I didn't want, I mean, I, I, I could have. I just, I wanted, I had this sort of sitting here. I wanted to drink this. I did want to taste it, actually. Uh, I'm glad I did. And I, but I also wanted to highlight somebody sort of localish, right? Because it's not just the craft breweries that are shut down, right? It's the local bars and restaurants. And it affects everybody differently. Like Conchahawk in multiple locations, so that's multiple streams of revenue that's now not coming in. And anywhere that their beer was getting distributed or was on tap probably also isn't open either or not doing business in that way or they're only making money sort of off of their foodstuffs. So, you know, support these guys. Go in, get takeout, grab a six-pack or a four-pack, uh, you know, when you can, uh, over sort of however long uh, this takes. Um, if you want to try something sort of smoked, right, and has a unique sort of flavor, um, you know, it's only 5-1, so you can invest a little time into four 16-ouncers uh, of these. Uh, I know I'm... And this one is going to be massaged a little bit, right? So I'm going to have one... I'm going to have this one tonight, and then I'll probably end up having one maybe Wednesday or so when I go back and try to do the full medium review. I'm going to give it a three now, right? But... I think this has potential. I think if I drink this again, I could have a completely different experience. Uh, and it's really something that I could sort of see myself uh, enjoying a lot. And again, you know, a lot of Contra Hawk and stuff is awesome. I had their ESB. Uh, I had one of their stouts. I had an Imperial uh, Red Ale uh, while I was there too. Um you know, their, uh, 
yeah, obviously I had the Puddler's Row. Um, you know, user friendly. Everybody likes that one. Uh, that's a really good uh, blonde ale. Um, you know, a day without a dawn is definitely something that I'm trying to get myself back over there to taste. A two-hour delay is just wonderfully named. I think on a triple deke, a Belgian-style triple. I mean, that's had they had that when I was there, I may have ended up with that one. Um, I went with this one because Ashy Slashy. This was sort of pre-coronavirus scare. Uh, so now I ended up without my wonderful little uh, baseball pun. Uh, but they got a really cool barrel-aged program going on, too. Um, I have a Baltic Porter, which I think are really awesome. Just definitely check them out uh, when you can. Their locations are everywhere. They got Conchi, they got KOP. Um, you know, the uh, Puddler's Kitchen and Tap is in Bridgeport. They got the Phoenixville Rec Room, and then Town Tap in Haverton. You can find them, right? So go ahead, grab some. Um, try this if you want. Uh, totally up to you. Uh, I know I'm going to embrace it again. Thank you all for listening. Check me out at Untapped and Maritea22. Check me out on Twitter, uh, Instagram, right? And Maritea22. Untapped, Twitter, Instagram, same handle. Anything you want. Check me out on Lanafee, uh, code word Maritea for 10%. FNX Fit, code word Sporting or Sport Chance. Uh, S-P-R-O-T uppercase C-H well no, uh, uppercase uh, S, uppercase C each new word that gets you 15% off Um, you know, check out the make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram, make sure you rate and subscribe, Uh, it really helps with the algorithm it helps with what I'm trying to grow uh, check me out on Squawker. I'll see if this thing actually worked and recorded. It says it's been going. Um, so I was supposed to get the walkthrough, and then I decided sort of impromptu that I was going to push a recording uh, out tonight. Um, so it says it's been a live mic for 45 minutes. Uh, or I guess it's running 46 now. Um you know, if I forgot anything, just follow it there, right? Email me. Uh, hit me up on any social media platform. Uh, buy local. Um, you know, stay indoors for the most part if you can. Um, you know, just weather the storm, watch some movies, drink some good beer, support local businesses. Um and you, you'll find a way to enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. I trust you people. Uh, I know if you're anything like me, and you probably are, if you are listening to the podcast, you've got some beer stowed away, and I know so do I. So uh, cheers all. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.